Hello, Flower Tribe, and welcome to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers. This is a weekly discussion centered around unifying, uplifting, and connecting women. It is a space to share stories and spread wisdom amongst ourselves and leave a little mark for the rising generations. I am your podcast host, Courtney Brookins, with the focus of helping you bloom into your best self. Tribe, we receive so much positive encouragement about our podcast, and a lot of you have asked how you can help support it. One of the easiest ways to show your appreciation is to press pause and take a second to write a review about the benefit of this content. And while you're there, make sure you click subscribe so that every time a new show drops, you're the first to know about it. You're listening to One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, where we believe in connecting, unifying, and uplifting women. Self-published author, business owner, educator, mother, and poet, Courtney Brookins will help you bloom into your best self and encourage you to make self-care part of your daily practice. She will help you learn and connect with other women. Listen to honest conversations to help further your story. If you're ready to reach the next level of self, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, mother, and avocado enthusiast, Courtney Brookins. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast. Today, I have joining with me, Keisha Duyan. Keisha, say hello. Hello. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So before I jump in, Keisha's here to talk to us about training and preparing for a marathon. But before I go and start discussing what we're going to discuss, I'd like to give a moment to let her give a bio on herself. Thanks, Courtney, again, for allowing me to join your podcast. Um, well, I'm, I'm a native of Chicago, born and raised on the South Side um, in the Roseland community uh, for a good part of my life. And then I moved to uh, the Southwest suburbs in Riverdale. Um, I graduated with my Bachelor's of Science in um, Marketing from Illinois State University and then got my Master's of Business Administration at Roosevelt University. In between the two, I got married to my husband. We've been married for 12 years. Um, I have a nine-year-old daughter. Uh, After finishing my first marathon, which was the Chicago Marathon, I decided to take on real estate, which has been a a long-term, a long, I guess, a long dream of mine. Um, And I did that following my Chicago Marathon in 2015. So I'm actually a realtor as well. And an avid runner. So that's a little bit about myself. Awesome. And those are some great things for you to share. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So diving into the piece about you um, running or you training for a marathon. I know most recently you just finished the New York Marathon. So congratulations on that. Thank you. You're welcome. But you said the the training actually began with the Chicago Marathon, correctly? Correct? I'm well, sorry. I trained with the runners that were training for the Chicago Marathon. So usually uh-huh. a typical, um, when you're training for a marathon, typically the training is between 18 or 20 weeks. Chicago oh, wow. Marathons are typically, um, are usually like the first weekend in October. Okay. First Sunday in October. And I did, as you mentioned, a New York City marathon. That's not until like the first Sunday in November. So my training went a little bit beyond that, three or four weeks beyond it. So I trained for 23 weeks. Wow, that's quite a commitment. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. So when they were ending their training, they finished their marathon, I was still training, um, which was pretty brutal. (laughs) yeah were the same people who helped you train were they still a part of the process once their marathon was over and you still had to continue that training were they still helpful to you some were and and um and some were not because some people after they as I mentioned it's a long training process that you go through with uh preparing for a marathon they take some weeks off which I don't blame them (laughs) right 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 weather get colder um some go into hibernation mode and don't come back out until the spring okay so i I totally get that while (laughs) some were training for chicago others were training for other marathons such as the marine corps and that was the week before new york city so i still was training with a couple of people it was a few that was still committed to coming out with me and then others that didn't have a marathon at all that was just supportive and, and came and uh, supported me with my training and ran with me, which I greatly appreciated. Awesome. Awesome. That's really great. So now what did, what did training for this marathon actually involve? So as I mentioned, the training, it, it could be anywhere from 18 to, in my case, 23 weeks. Um, it's a commitment of at least, three to four times a week. Oh my God. Some people do it only for three times a week. I did it for four times only because it was, I did the Chicago Marathon, Chicago Marathon in 2015. And although I run consistently, I, I wasn't that serious about running as you need to be with training for a marathon. So my diet had to change. I have a very sensitive stomach. So it's mm-hmm. not, especially when I'm running many things that I can eat because your body go through a lot as you're running (laughs) Mm -hmm. your bodily functions and your system. And you don't want to be out running for a certain length of time and there's no way to use the bathroom or you have to use it outside, Um, Mm. which in most cases (laughs) you may have to do that if you find yourself in that particular position. Um, With us living in, in training in the South suburbs, we normally train on uh, the trail, on Old Plank Trail or Bomber Trail, or we mainly ran the streets. And mm. uh, you live out South Gurney. It's not many places you can go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once you right. pass a certain, it's not many uh, bathroom facilities to use. Um, so uh, 
being mindful of what I ate, which we're all different in our systems, but I, I really couldn't eat, engage in like fr- fried foods, uh, Mexican foods, pretty much all the things that I love to eat, I couldn't eat. <laughs> or if I right, ate right. certain days that I that I had to eat them. So typical training would be for me Tuesdays, Thursdays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. It don't leave very many days that you can have a free for all, so to speak. And when you do have a a cheat day or whatever, you don't want to cheat that much because I still feel it throughout the the week. Um, So it's very, you got to have a lot of discipline. Um, is doing what you have to do when you don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately. Um, but I knew I wanted to uh, be, have a better training season this time than what I had before. Last time when I trained for the marathon, I injured my ankle early on because I got excited because I was doing a marathon. So I excelled at um, maxing out on my pace. Um, and I injured myself. So training was horrible. It sucked. I was injured the entire time. I I walked during training. <laughs> um, so mentally, I mentally I felt like I could do more, but my body wouldn't allow it. So, okay. Um, but this time it was opposite where um, halfway through the training, I injured myself. I don't know if I blacked out or... I'm not sure, tripped over something where I fell during my 17th mile. I was completing, finishing my, um, tr- finishing my run, my 17th mile long run. And I fell to my face, literally on my face, injuring my face um, and my left side. So now I got scars on my left side and my face, they're healing. Um, but now I injured my face. My feet are okay, but now it's like my mental, mentally I'm being affected. So um, right. throughout the training, it's always something. It's not just me that experienced these things. Our experiences may be different as runners, but you always run into some comp- some complication when you're training for such a, a big event. Right. I, I, I can see that. So Chicago Marathon involved, well, the first marathon, I believe you said, involved you twisting an ankle and now... One Sun, Three Flowers is a one-stop shop for the entire family. Our mother-daughter clothing brand promotes self-care, unity, and wellness for the entire tribe through tees and sweatshirts. We created the One Sun, Three Flowers shop a year ago when we challenged ourselves to create clothing that promoted self-care, self-love, and helped you connect with your highest self and your families. Head to the One Sun, Three Flowers, dot myshopify.com and save yourself 10% when you use the code PODCAST2019. That's One Sun, the number three, flowers.myshopify.com Enjoy Flower Tribe! Okay, so I can see how that can take a lot of mental and physical wear and tear on the body because you've had everything from 
a twisted ankle to facial injuries. Correct. Wow. So now, knowing what you've been through physically in the past, how did you, because this training also seems mental. So how did you prepare yourself mentally to keep going, knowing what you were up against physically, as far as like your training, your dietary changes, how did you mentally allow yourself to keep going and training despite all of these factors? Oh my gosh, I prayed. (laughs) I got a hashtag (laughs) of eat, love, pray, run. I seriously, it was a lot more praying and a lot of love and support for my run group and um, family and friends, I would say running is not for everybody. And especially when you're doing a marathon or a half marathon, especially a marathon, well, even a half marathon too, it's uh, it's all mental. I think 100% of it is mental because your body is willing. Your body is willing and able to do a lot of stuff. If you put in the work and you train, it's willing and able. It's what your mind, what what is your mind communicating to the rest of your body? And that's um, right. And I use, I guess, the uh, lessons that I learned from running. I use that in throughout my everyday life as well. You know, our, okay. our perceptions of what we can and can't do. And then you end up doing it. It's all it's all mental. Um, yeah. So just praying and um, when I'm running, I always imagining uh, finishing. <laughs> I always look at the finish. I always see myself crossing the finish line to the point. Sometimes I um, envision my the runs the night before I run, especially if it's a long run, and I see myself finishing that run and I may dream about it right Um, but it's definitely uh lots of prayer and for me too running is an outlet so um it's 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 a release I hate it but I love it too I don't know how to explain it's a catch-22 whenever it's a love-hate relationship yeah love hate (laughs) but it's it's very soothing I guess the endorphins that's released um, it's mm-hmm. a way to clear your mind. I can listen to a, a CD, and then the friendships and the bonds that I made with the ladies that I run with is therapeutic. Talking to them, um, is right. real. So, um, it, it's it's uh it's been a journey, uh, but it's uh mentally, um, it's shaped. It, I guess it, it's shaped who I am today all the experiences that I've had yes but definitely some valuable lessons in establishing a prayer life visualizing your goals seeing you already you're you know seeing yourself at that finish line having that self-talk those I can see how those were um transferable lessons for you throughout your day-to-day Absolutely. I will say when I did my first marathon in Chicago, uh, the Chicago marathon, I was doing that because I was at a point in my life where I felt like I had goals set and other um, that I did not reach. I was at a place where I, I thought I would be at a certain place in my life and I was not there. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, if I can conquer doing this marathon and actually complete it, then I can move forward 
in doing other things that I, I didn't think that I would be able to do. And that's what led me to taking that step and doing real estate. Oh, I felt like I can do anything. That's what a marathon do to you. It make you feel like you can literally do anything and conquer the world. Um, it definitely give you the confidence you need. Like if you, because it takes training, discipline, all the things you would need in order to reach a goal that whatever goal, a life goal that you're trying to accomplish. Um, so it gave it gave me, I guess, my courage back and um, allowed me to take a leap of faith in other areas of my life. Mm, that's powerful. It started to allow you to see yourself as limitless. Yeah, in a different way, because I, 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 um, I felt like I lost myself being a mother, um, being a wife. Uh, sometimes all great things. I'm not taking anything away from love my husband, love my my child. But as a woman, I think sometimes we can get immersed, especially being a wife and being a mom and helping others that we forget to help ourselves. And I believe absolutely with running for me, that that was my moment to myself and it allowed me to help myself um, and seeing myself in a different light. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great that you made it a priority to establish things for yourself. Um, walking into that piece about being a mother and a wife. So and a and a career woman, you said you're training four days a week. So is this something that you were doing like after work or how did you make that time for yourself? Right. So majority of it is before work. So I would sometimes have to get up as early as 3 30 in the morning just to prepare. Oh my goodness to start my run at 4.15 and meet the ladies uh, to start running. Oh um, the the day that I injured myself um, was the night, which I would never do again, um, that I met right after work and I did 17 miles after work. From um, mm. the train station. 17 miles. Wow. 17 miles was probably uh, 80 degrees outside, a bad move. But I felt like, because I had a lot of, it was on a Friday night and the weekend was approaching. And you know, the weekend you have a lot of engagements, parties, and things that you have to, well, that I've committed myself to. And me trying to be Superwoman and make all those functions and still get in my training that was the only time that I had available. Um, so that was my last run doing it at, at night. But I forget, sometimes I, I would have to do night runs. And I that was my last one, the night that I injured myself. Because I felt like at that point, I had put too much on myself. It was way too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean... <laughs> I think some people talk about getting off work and getting on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Here you are pushing 17 miles in 80 degree weather. I'm, I mean, talk about next level commitment. Uh, that's next level crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's, oh that's next God. level crazy. That's, that's the switch that went off like, girl, you, you're really uh, doing too much. <laughs> yeah, but even the before work to get up at 3 30 Keisha that is just like such a huge 
commitment. Like you really are honoring your commitment to yourself because I can tell you a lot of times in my mornings involve me hitting snooze <laughs> and here you are up and out and training for a marathon. Well, you know, I, I think I had a personality. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it and I want to do it well. And I was so, oh my God, Courtney, I would tell you, I was so afraid in New York. It's not even funny. <laughs> I think that's what scared me to like really get out of bed and then like I I run with the group of ladies and they're all great in their own right a lot of them have athletic backgrounds I don't I just started running Mm -hmm. like four or five years ago these ladies are in the army Um, they they form athletes so they already have um that that background I I feel like I'm playing catch up sometimes and they're older not to mention a a lot of them majority are older than me and they're in better shape they're um better Mm -hmm. just just better fitness everywhere and I didn't want to go to a city and misrepresent them (laughs) and they're doing so well with their runs (laughs) I just I just felt under pressure I felt a lot of pressure uh to represent the group of ladies that I run with, to represent myself well. And I was just, oh my God, I made New York bigger than what it was. I, it is huge, but um, yeah, the nerves got to me. <laughs> the nerves got to me. <laughs> right from so, but you know what? I think that's why they talk about the importance of who you surround yourself with, those relationships, because you say that these women were more athletic or more used to these conditions were more well trained, but that allowed them to kind of pull you up because if everyone in that group were, was beginners, you might not have been as well prepared. Very, very true. Very true. You have a, you, you have a good point. Um, they, <laughs> they are uh, great accountability partners. They're amazing. Um, when I started with the group, they were known as Black Girls Run. Uh, then some of them are Women Run the World. A lot of the women associate with both. Um, either way, they're a positive group of women uh, that's been doing, like I mentioned, a lot longer than I have. But they'll support you. I've had some moments when I've um, been kind of a negative Nancy, as you can imagine, um, doing training, but they'll check me too and um, tell me to keep going. If I'm still breathing, <laughs> keep running. Um, if if I'm not in pain, keep doing because I keep going because I have a goal to meet and I, I need to do well. Um, so they're, I mean, they're godsend. They're a great group of women. They sound like true blessings. So now when you, you said you hyped this idea of New York, you, you said you made it bigger than what it was, but what did, when you actually set foot in New York and actually ran your race, what did that look like? What was your experience while you were in New York? Oh my God. Okay. So I got to just to begin the race. It takes three hours just to get to the check-in where you check in for the race. But my husband rode with me to Staten Island is where we uh, catch the ferry to go to the race. And when he left me there, 
<laughs> I went up. You had to go up these escalators to the building. And I went up there and I cried and I went back out the building and he was standing right there and I said, well, babe, I can't do this. I'm just going to go back. <laughs> go back to the apartment with you. I, I, I think I got the wrong idea about this. And he kissed me on the forehead and told me I could do it and sent me back up the stairs <laughs> to, to go do the race. <laughs> to go go do the race. So, um, but we we got there. It was a three-hour commute to, to get to the race. Uh, the ferry was 45 minutes. Once we got to the ferry, we had to wait another hour to get to the bus. And then the bus eventually drove us to our check-in spot where we were greeted by the NYPD which were extremely, all the police department was, they, they were nice. Um, it was a great experience there. Um, then we start and we start, we run through all five boroughs. So we're running through the Bronx, Manhattan, um, Brooklyn, Queens. What am I missing? I'm probably missing one, but yeah, I'm sure I'm missing one, but all five boroughs, we run over five bridges and we oh start, my now one starts on a bridge and I thought I was going to vomit. <laughs> and we're walking, walking, it took us, it felt like it took us a mile just to get to mile one, uh, walking to, <laughs> walking to the bridge. Um, but we started on the bridge and everyone was excited. Actually, the group that I was with, I guess it was a lady's birthday, so they sung Happy Birthday Tour up the bridge, and we got to see the view of New York. It was an amazing experience. At every mile, it was wow. a band, um, a live band at every mile. The The crowd was amazing. I forgot I was running a marathon until I got to mile 20. That's how amazing it was. And when I got oh, wow. to now 20, that's when my ankle started to bother me a little bit. And I mm. realized I forgot my Advil <laughs> and my Tylenol. Um, but I said mm. a little prayer and I pushed on. Um, but it is, the crowd was amazing. I was running next to a 74-year-old and a 50-year-old. How did I know? Because wow. they had it on their um shirts. <laughs> no age shaming here. I'm <laughs> it was a 74 year old and 50 year old, and for a moment it was a guy that had a shirt on that said he was in World War II. Oh my goodness. And, uh, and every time I thought about giving up, I looked to the side and I looked in front of me and I'm like, you better get it together. Because <laughs> if they could do it. Yeah. And at one point I saw an elderly guy with a cane. He wasn't running, but he was walking the marathon. Mm. So um, if they can do it, and I definitely... I don't know if I will ever do a marathon again, but if I do, I want to be able to run or, or do one when I get in my 50s and 70s. Um, if they can do it, surely I can continue to do it. But the experience of it was, it was beautiful. It was the best, the best experience. It sounds like such a fun finish, but like so many lessons and jewels were 
imparted in you along the way it sounds like a wonderful experience yes it it was a great experience I recommend everybody to do it (laughs) I would say if if you can skip the training and just do the marathon which is impossible (laughs) if you want to be successful (laughs) at it Right. If you're running through five boroughs and starting on a bridge, I think you might want to do some training for that. But if if, if that could be possible, I would recommend it and I would do all of them Uh, because it's like a big party. If you can imagine like a party for for 26 miles, that's what I would describe it as a party. And I love music. I love, love, love. So it was a music lover's dream for me <laughs> all oh. types of music oh. um but it's uh it's definitely a test of character uh and and it's a great experience it was a great experience that's so awesome so i know you've given us a lot of just different little pieces of information that are definitely encouraging for our own journey, our own quote unquote marathon. But do you have any other words of wisdom that you would like to leave other women maybe who want to run marathons or not just people and women in general, what would be some words of encouragement you could leave our listeners? Always make time for yourself. Mm. Always. I know that's not deep <laughs> or profound, um, but I would say always, even if it's 10 minutes or five minutes, mm-hmm. you deserve time. You can't pour into anyone else if you're empty. So you don't have to do a marathon. You don't have to run. Maybe it's reading a book. Um, whatever you need, maybe it's going to get your nails done or get your hair done. Or maybe it's not doing any of that at all. Maybe it's going out in your patio and sitting on your deck and drinking a glass of wine. Um, you deserve time for yourself. Uh, and I, I don't feel that. guilty about it at all. You owe it to yes. yourself and you owe it to your family to give yourself some time, whatever that time may be. But if you're looking to do a marathon or if you're looking to just exercise, my rule of thumb for that is you never miss brushing your teeth. And I think exercise is important. So if you can incorporate, if brushing your teeth is important, exercise should be that, just that important. And it don't have to be a marathon. It could be walking. It could be, uh, (laughs) instead of taking that bus ride to your job, maybe walking a couple of blocks to get there. Or mm. uh, parking your car a little bit farther away from the grocery store. Um, right. Just little things, because health is everything. Health is better than riches. Health is is everything. Um, so taking care of yourself uh, physically and mentally, if you can do that, that's that's golden. You owe it to yourself. Not to look like nobody else. And I want to practically that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the practicality of that. If you can make time to brush your teeth, then you can make time to exercise. And also you can, to your original point, you can also make time for yourself. Correct. And I and I say, I mean, when you if you forget to brush your teeth, you think that's the most awful thing in the world, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> walking around with a little right, yuck you, mouth you yeah, but it's not. In, if you don't already are, I have like a toothpaste and a, a toothbrush at my job just in case I forget <laughs> Russian but if I didn't have that I would stop somewhere and get it same likewise I have my gym bag already ready in my car people think I'm crazy <laughs> just in mm-hmm. case I feel the urge that I need to go to the gym I'm not as crazy as I used to be I used to go two to three times a day I don't do that anymore because mm-hmm. I realize I need to have balance um, with my family but I, I think I think there's no excuse in terms of exercising your body yeah, that is certainly, um, certainly encouraging. And I think that, you know, speaking to that woman piece, you know, we have so many different things you start off saying where uh, we're being pulled in so many different directions. But when we do prioritize our own health and our own wellness, we will find time for that in our day to day. It just takes some restructuring. Correct. And might I add, the group of ladies that I run with, they're not like some of them are single. Some have five kids and a husband, mm. two to three kids and mm. a husband. All of them are working women, um, doctors, uh, presidents of companies. Um, so I'm looking at that and I'm like, if they can make time, <laughs> if they can get up, certainly I can get up. I don't have nearly a third of the responsibility as, as some of them have and just to look at them go and, and I've seen some of them in action it is amazing yes so yes um, I I think it's it's something I'm sure if, if someone hasn't done it before it's difficult but you just gotta make it a habit absolutely Absolutely. Well, thank you for those words of wisdom. So if there are other women who are wanting to connect with you to maybe discuss the marathon, I know you mentioned the real estate piece in the beginning, or just connect with you as a woman, wife, or mother, is there any form of contact that you're okay with extending? Would you like them to just leave comments underneath the podcast or do you have any social media or maybe professional websites that you want to offer out? Well, the best way to reach me right now is through Facebook at LA Arts. So that's L-A-Art, A-R-T, or on Instagram at KeyArt04. So Q-U-I-A-R-T-04 on Instagram. Those are the best two ways ways to reach me, or you can also leave comments in the podcast. I can answer any questions you may have. Thanks again for allowing me to be on, Courtney. Absolutely, and I'm going to go ahead and leave um, to my listeners. I'll go ahead and leave those links to those two pages underneath the description. And again, Keisha, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Oh, thank you. Thank you again. Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for allowing me to be on your podcast. Absolutely. And to the rest of the Flower Tribe, make sure you are subscribing to the One Sun Three Flower podcast on your favorite platform. Remember to like this episode and share it with a friend. It has been an awesome time with you guys. And I look forward to future podcast episodes. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening to the One Sun Three Flowers podcast. Check out show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.onesunthreeflowers.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. We want to connect with your tribe. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, and remember to bloom into your best self. If you'd like to be featured on a future episode of the One Sun Three Flowers podcast, make sure to connect with me at www.onesunthreeflowers.com or on my Instagram at One Sun Three Flowers podcast. We are committed to our blooming tribe of women and we are excited to connect with you.